This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here again. And thank you for... All of the suggestions and recommendations that I'm getting, I'll start to filter those in as we move through this. Whether it's guests we should talk to or games we should replay, topics to talk about, it's very much appreciated. Uh, at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter, GaryHillPXP at gmail.com. The ways to reach me. Today's going to be a fun one. We're going to check in with Corey Brock. Uh, Corey covers the Mariners for The Athletic. Great follow on Twitter as well. You can follow him at Corey Brock MLB. I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk to Corey during this stretch, but uh, he's always fun to catch up with, so here it is, Corey Brock. Well, Corey, it's funny. Last night I was working on some stuff, going through, uh, I'm working on a project, and after something I typed in, your story about our basketball game from a couple of years ago popped up, and it had me on the floor all over again. Uh, Mariner fans are so lucky to have you and the stories you tell, and that was just another reminder. And I, the timing of this was so great, knowing that we would talk this morning, but it's a story I absolutely love, one of many. That was probably one of the funnest stories I've ever reported and gone through, and I had heard – you know, I, I had heard things, and this happened in, what, Gary, April of 2018, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Early in the season. And uh, I had heard stories throughout the year from different people like yourself. And I was like, you know what, I need to write this. So it took a while to kind of gather everybody and uh, kind of, you know, chip away at it a little bit. But it, the, some of this stuff is just hilarious. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and, like, I'm really thankful that I work somewhere like The Athletic where – you know, I kind of had the avenue to do things like that. But, yeah, I would suggest anybody, if they need a good laugh, and I think we probably all need a good laugh these days, uh, to, to check that out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these are pretty weird times. It's funny, when we were scheduling this call, uh, I was uh, comparing schedules, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Tuesday's wide open, like, all day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Yeah, and it's uh, – you know, and I know you have kids like I do, um, and so you know it's a kind of the component of trying to figure out how the day is structured. Yeah. I'm I'm lucky; my wife's here too. Uh, she owns her own business, so she's able to work from home as well. So, just trying to figure it all out as we go. Um, you know, uh, trying to help the, the six-year-old twins. So trying to, you know, help them um, continue what they've already picked up in kindergarten, but also trying to carve out some time for yourself to do your job, you know, right. uh, like the world doesn't stop turning um, because of this. And, you know, I still have stories to write. So it's all kind of a juggling act. I don't pretend to have it figured out yet. We're all sort of a work in progress here. How about you guys? Oh, it's the same same thing, 12-year-old and 9-year-old. So uh, I've always felt that teachers are underpaid and 
this just rams home that as we've become kind of the de facto teachers, I guess, for the time being, which is <laughs> I, I shouldn't be in charge of anyone's education, but I guess we're all doing our best at this point. I just hope, Gary, there's no math involved um, with with any of this because that's where I check out. I don't know about you. Well, if there's math involved, it's all going to be baseball stats. That's the that's the only way I can I can do it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it. Baseball stats. That's great. Well, you're you're so good at telling stories. I want to talk a little bit about your story, though, kind of your journey to get where you are now. And it kind of you're kind of back home when it's you know when you look at your start to where you are now, right? Yeah, and that's uh, you know you and I are both uh, longtime Pierce County guys, yeah, right? Um, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you know I was uh, yeah. It's nice to be back in the Northwest. I was in San Diego for nine years, and. Um, you know, there's, I've been all over the country, you know, with this job, it takes you a lot of places and yeah, yeah, there's really nowhere like the Pacific Northwest. And of course we have family here, which is important now with, with having kids, but, um, you know, it's great. You know, I'm an old Tacoma guy like yourself. And, uh, also, you know, I grew up in gig Harbor, so I get a chance to see my mom and brother over there a lot. So this job with the athletic covering the Mariners has been great on a lot of different fronts. Um, it's it's the best journalist journalism job I've ever had, and also it's given me an opportunity to you know reconnect with some people from my past and certainly build some new relationships. And I'm a Washington guy. I'm a Northwest guy, and it's uh, it, it's awesome to be back. You know, I'm looking out the window today, Gary, and it's a bright blue sky. It's supposed to be over 60 degrees here today, and it's uh, this is kind of cool. You know, yeah. I mean, we're making the best of uh, you know a tough situation, but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade the Northwest for anything. How is covering uh, the Mariners the way you do now different than, as you mentioned, when you covered the Padres? Yeah, it, two extremely different organizations. Uh, working at MLB.com, um, sort of what is asked of you is a lot different. Mm-hmm. They want they want notes and they want a game story. And uh, a lot of the notes are transactional by nature. Um, let's say Tim Lopes has a strained groin. Uh, what does that mean? Is he going on the injured list? Who's coming up to replace him? So it's a lot of that nitty-gritty uh, transactional stuff. Um, maybe in spring training somebody's working on a new pitch, things of that nature. Then, of course, the game story during the regular season um, you know, sort of obviously encapsulates what happened that night at the athletic. You know, we don't, we don't do notes. We don't do game stories. We sort of take a more, I don't know, holistic approach to, to coverage. And I, I look at it this way, Gary, you know, I cover the Mariners, but I don't cover the, you know, the 26 man roster. I, I feel like I cover the entire organization, which is, hmm. it opens you up to a lot of different and more interesting stories when you sort of, look at it that way and i you know i have a little bit more time to devote to stories that need a little bit more time uh like i said the uh the pickup basketball game story is probably a good example you know um i I was able to i think pick you off in spring training last year get a few other guys make a couple phone calls um but you know that's not something you could kind of put together in one day um not if you want to do it right and you really want the story to have some impact so um yeah, it's being able to tell kind of like rich stories and also, you know, the company understanding that it takes some time to develop those. So um, it, it's it's ultimately it's very challenging. You know, nothing – we don't really write off anything that happens per se during the game unless it's something catastrophic or something absolutely wild 
that needs to be written about. So um, it challenges you to kind of it challenges you to find sort of that next level of story um, to tell. And you know, yeah, like I said, the job is different, but it's you know all these jobs are important. The MLB.com job, the Seattle Times job, everybody's just asked maybe to do something a little different. But all this information is important, and I think. Yeah. You know, as as fans kind of look at this, they should probably just sort of like how we digest our normal news, right? We should be taking our information from more than one source. And I think to get a more complete uh, view of what's happening with the organization, you should probably read everybody's stuff, not just mine, not just MLB.com, not the Seattle Times. Like I said, we, we all kind of do something a little different. But, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't trade. I don't know if I could go back, Gary, uh, to yeah. – covering baseball the way I once had to cover baseball, mostly because this has just been so so f- fulfilling, I guess. No, I like the way you talked about it being an organizational approach, and that's why, I mean, you look at your story feed, I mean, you can go from talking about, you know, Kyle Lewis and his debut to Connor Hoover, a name that Mariner, a lot of Mariner fans probably don't know, but had a very fascinating year last year. Yeah, it's uh, and hopefully someone other than Connor and his parents read that story. Well, I guess you read it, Gary. Read That's it. at least Absolutely. four people probably. Yeah, but you no, know, he. Uh, I noticed when I put together, uh, we did a little rundown of all the players invited to camp, which was kind of fun to do. And you know, I don't pretend to know everything about some of these, uh, some of the mi- fringe minor leaguers, I guess. And I noticed that Connor Hoover played at all of their affiliates last year, and I thought that was. <laughs> really interesting you know this is a guy that played in arizona for their uh the the summer team there played in everett west virginia modesto arkansas and tacoma and uh i thought it'd just be fun to kind of ask him about what that experience was like and i included the dates of the the transactions you know he was kind of a kind of a roving guy when they needed somebody somebody got hurt somebody got traded um they called on connor hoover and so he got to see the country last year, Gary, um, and in several of those places more than once. So uh, um, just kind of a fun story. And spring gives you uh, an opportunity to kind of to do some of these things, um, especially in the absence of really, you know, any hard news or, you know, these games themselves down there don't even count. So, um, like I said, sometimes you got to get a little creative um, you could take some chances, and ultimately, I end up writing the stories that I kind of want to write, and hopefully, they resonate with people. Um, in most cases, they do. Sometimes they don't, and that's fine, you know. Um, but yeah, if if I find a story interesting, generally, I'll just kind of dig in and kind of go for it. Yeah. How does your process work? Do you just kind of walk around and eyes wide open, trying to. I mean, how do you go about finding the stories? Do you have a bunch of ideas that you're trying to sift through and maybe one out of every 10 hits or something like that? How does it work? Yeah, yeah, I kind of got a working list of uh, stories. And now especially we're, we're at a time now where we're not going to have any games for a long time. So this is, you know, especially challenging for, for really for everyone to yeah. find engaging stories that are going to resonate with people who are still interested in what's going on with the Mariners um, because we can't, what we can't do now, we can't forward any of that, um, you know, in talking about the regular season because everything mm-hmm. has come to a complete standstill. So, you know, I have a list of some feature stories, some of that I've been thinking about for a long time, um, you know, one more feasible than others. 
sometimes I like to look at anniversary dates uh, of, you know, like, oh, the, the, this happened 20 years ago. And sometimes that gives you a natural kind of entry point, I think, uh, for a story. You know, this is the 20th anniversary of such and such. Let's relive this moment. And even for a franchise that, you know, uh, you know, certainly you understand as much as anybody, Gary, having been, been a longtime fan, um, far more valleys than peaks, especially mm -hmm. on the success meter. But there's been a lot of notable things that have happened to this franchise, um, especially if you get beyond the Edgar Martinez double. There's still, like, a lot of cool stuff that's happened. Um, the Basio no-hitter, Gaylord Perry's 300th victory. I was thinking about Carlos Guillen's uh, sacrifice. I'm sorry, his squeeze bunt. Remember oh, that? In, absolutely. In uh, 2000, which was, I think it was an awesome moment. That's the most daring play in baseball. And so, you know, I think of these ideas. I write everything down, Gary. I just sort of catalog all these ideas. And um, a lot of times some don't amount to anything. Um, I'll kick them around with my editor. And uh, he generally has a good sense of um, – what's a what's a story and what isn't and most of the time they're good fits and we just kind of march on from there and times now are so uncertain i mean baseball i mean we're hoping we'll be back as soon as possible but we don't really know i mean it, this is such a strange time and especially to be someone in your position yeah and i think it's important also to be very respectful of uh, people's feelings about anything other than the coronavirus at this point, right. um, if that makes sense. You know, just in terms of, you know, where and when and picking our spots. And I think the further we get, you know, down the road here, that it's going to be more a little bit more appropriate to, you know, run some of these stories. And I think it will ultimately have a little bit more impact. I still think we're kind of at the point where, all people really care about for the most part, and I could be wrong, is, uh, you know, what's happening in our world today. Right. Um, nothing really more important than that, and nothing even comes close to that. So, you know, I've got my list, Gary. I've got some good stories. <laughs> um, nice. uh, when we when we get done here, I'm going to ask you about one. Since you've been a wealth of uh, information, especially with the two uh, Saving Dave stories, two of my favorites, to be honest with you, um, Somehow we got to make this a trilogy, Gary. We got to we got to yes. squeeze you a little bit more for some content. So <laughs> a three-part series, but yeah, I've got a list. I'm going to be working on it, um, talking to my boss, and and continue to crank out good stories. That's been fun, by the way. It was great when we had a chance to visit KUOW and get the reel to reel going. And man, it, it was. I've really enjoyed the feedback from your stories because it's something I've done in private for so long and just kind of a select few knew what I was doing. But to hear the feedback just from people out in the world, uh, how excited they are to, that Dave's memory is, is marches on and everything's being saved. It, it's been really great. I've really appreciated all the feedback. And I'm I'm really glad you ended up writing the story because of it. Yeah, it's it's been fun, and it's it's kind of some of these stories are you know I'm a little selfish with because Dave meant a lot to me. Yeah, you know, as a young kid growing up, listening to the broadcast, and then ultimately becoming a Mariners fan, and I know the exact same is the case for you. So like, I'm going to write about Dave Niehaus as often as I can within reason. You know, it's <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just think it's important, especially now for people to sort of remain connected to not just his memory, but to his voice. Um, 
you know, he's been gone 10 years now, and it's, you know, with the passage of time, we're kind of, as you and I talked about, you know, kind of a generation of fans now um, getting to the point where they will have never heard Dave Niehaus call a single inning. Um, yeah, these things that's happen, amazing. right? You know, uh, time marches on. But I think through technology, through ingenuity, and through your hard work, Gary, I think, um, able, you, you know, you've been able to um, – preserve this history this rich history and you know like you like when we first started uh talking about this story and and listening to some of these you sent me some audio clips and then even when we were at KUOW listening to the real the real I get chills every time I listen to this I and know. it doesn't have to even be like it doesn't uh, maybe it's like that for you too like it doesn't have to be some historic mariner moment this isn't I don't need to hear Edgar's double every time, or the scales barehand play to save the Basio no hitter to end the no hitter. Um, it's just sometimes it's just some of the mundane stuff, like um, the conversations Dave would have with Ken Wilson or, or Rick Riz. And uh, for me, it, for me, that's just that's where the true treasure is, is. Is you know the the totality of the project, not just these specific highlights no i agree 100 percent. in fact i think about it all the time is we hear the highlights a lot you know we hear the double and some of the great moments but what kind of gets lost is we don't hear dave's broadcast really we don't hear his play-by-play we and what i've always said you know leading up to the moment is what made dave so great i mean he would suck you in you were in the moment before the double happened Everything surrounded it was amazing too. It's just we don't get a chance to hear that stuff very often. And he's he's just calling a game. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's right. not probably even he's not trying to set these things up and be uh, dramatic and theatrical about it. This is just how he how he went about his business. And I know Gary, you and I used we talked about like when there was a borderline pitch, you know, where Dave would drop his voice low. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. To me, that that was so cool. You know, like I, I was there. Like I didn't need to see it. He he painted the picture for me, and uh, I think that's what a, a, a really good uh, broadcaster does. A radio broadcaster does is he helps paint that picture for you. You know, in lieu of you being there and seeing it yourself. I think sometimes. Um, you know, listen, I, I love listening to baseball on the radio. I I, yeah. I I love it. I can't get enough of it. And, uh, um, you know, being at the ballpark and, and watching it is one thing. But, like, you know, I need to have my headphones in and I need to be listening to the broadcast. It's just a, it's such a, a cool medium. And, um, you know, like I said, Dave got me hooked from an early age. And, um, it's you know, it's had its hooks in me ever since. So we will get back to baseball eventually. When you look at – kind of this current group and you were at spring training for a while and and was watching how things developed who's kind of the most intriguing couple of guys that you're looking at this season for the Mariners yeah there's a few of them um probably the one that that I'm the most interested in is uh, Logan Gilbert Mm. you know their their first round draft pick in 2018 out of Stetson and you know, I've watched his growth. I saw him pitch in the minor leagues. I, you know, I talked to him in Modesto last summer and kind of got a sense for what makes him tick. And then to see him, you know, to sort of see his progression, how he's gotten, you know, how he's gotten stronger, how his, uh, you know, his arsenal has developed. And then to see him pitch in spring training and 
I don't know about you, Gary, but this looks like a guy that is uh, right on the cusp of uh, making it in the big leagues and probably being a an impact pitcher for the Mariners for years to come. He it just really exciting stuff, and uh, so that that was a lot a lot of fun for me to watch. I still like watching Kyle Lewis play, and I'm sort of understanding that. You know, like in September, you know, we saw the home runs, and you're also going to get some strikeouts there. But this is a young guy, you know, who's going to get a chance to figure it out, you know, uh, whenever we get this season rolling. And I guess I would put Jake Fraley in that uh, in, in that boat as well, just because, you know, I, I really believe in what he did in the minors last year and just sort of what makes him tick. So for me, you know, and I, I think it's mostly the young guys, right? You know, there's some. They've added some interesting pieces. They brought Taiwan Walker back. That's a fun story. Kendall Graveman, um, a few other guys. But for me, the the thing I'm most interested in, and I think that maybe by and large the fan bases too, is are these young guys. Yeah. Uh, what's going to become of them? How real are they? Uh, what kind of role are they going to play in the future of this franchise? Well, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time. This uh, provided for me a little bit of normalcy <laughs> in some uncertain yeah. times. It was great to have the conversation, and I'm sure we'll do it again. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, awesome, Gary. We should just have our separate uh, Dave Niehaus um, <laughs> podcast and just talk about nothing but him. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.